the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch broadcasting live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. Oh, yeah, we should. <laughs> I suppose. How, how does Calvin remember that every time? I don't know. I like to hear him complain, and now I can't hear him complain about this. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, you should be able to hear. All right, there you go. Well, the nursery is absolutely gorgeous today. The uh, sky's hazy. Well, I'll tell you is what, that why is you like pentas yes and uh, minkas yep it, this is the place I mean, we've got that's a the, the plant behind us right there is that a penta that one couple of plants over there well it's the one the purple thing no not the purple the uh, one on the far end no what is that that's pretty sorry I thought it was pentas oh you're right it is a penta ah. <laughs> there's a few here too. And over there, uh, <laughs> and over here, a little bit of the Mexican heather. Well, and there's uh, our, some of our favorite uh, butterfly plants are out there. Yeah, porter weed and uh, um, milkweed <laughs> and uh, mist flower. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask uh, Milton to identify uh, <laughs> the plants at the at the. Uh, Right, 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 as you get to, to, to the uh, to the right of the payout, the, where you pay your bills. Oh, I can't see that far. I know you can't see it, but uh, you want to describe them? Solid yellow. Solid yellow. Could that be Gold Star Esperanza? That is what it is, man. You're amazing, <laughs> even if you don't see I it. I don't see it. But isn't it uh, Could be the Lucida or whatever that? There's one. There's a pile. There's a display of the. Yeah, the new I, one. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, I'm investigating those. And uh oh. Yeah, uh, Columbo. What are you finding out? <laughs> well, I found out uh, they're from Greenleaf. They're patented. Patented by Greenleaf Nursery over at El Campo. Okay. And uh, so I wrote my old friend. Uh, uh, he apparently has not passed. No, because you've passed. Ri- you've written them. Well, it's no wonder he can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he only remembers people that have have passed. Uh, Leon Maka. Okay. He used to be the president of this uh, this nursery, this Texas nursery. 
and uh, a lot of the main efforts more uh, up around uh, in Oklahoma. But uh, he's the one that uh, helped me get uh, Blue Angel on. Oh, uh, wow. And he's always been a great cooperator. And and before that, uh, Grady Wadsworth, uh, and he has passed. Kevin. I uh, thought mm. when Jerry was pointing you in that direction yeah. that he wanted you to n- note those big Dreamland zinnias. Yeah, the, the all the different table. colors. Old table, yeah. They are pretty. And then there's uh, the uh, that smaller version of zinnias, two tray tables of them there. Uh, where the bu- both of those are uh, favorite butterfly plants too. Yeah, that Esperanza is just beyond yeah. the zinnia. Right close there. But they're on the ground, so Milton can't identify them by can bloom. Just by the psychic. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing is, uh, they're over there where the uh, rogue. Uh, 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 it used to be. I, I need to take Milton's picture over there by the, by the, gold, star. By the gold star. Yeah, because you you remember you were trying to help the nursery out by when those plants got as high as my horse out there. Yeah. Oh, I took the picture of the. No, you t- you what? were telling me there were three or four blooms. Oh. On a whole bunch of them. Yeah, there were. I, I've got it. I've got <laughs> it on the plant answers. But I need to put Milton's picture with it. Okay, we need the one with the three or four blooms. <laughs> if they didn't last long for some reason. Yeah. Uh, there looks like there's some big whoppers over there. Oh, uh, look at those. Are those yeah. the hanging baskets? or? Uh, they're, yeah, they are hanging baskets. Oh, those are huge with the I, big old foliage. Then there's the ones that we've been talking about, the sweet taters. Yeah. Ornamental sweet potatoes. And they're on sale again this week. Lots and lots of things to choose from. The, uh, um, there's our um, our pink, what are, what are those pink, uh, the pink? Really? Bloom, no, the, the ones that are going full sun. The vincas? The no, you're the right, where right, am I right behind Trace here. Blue, oh, you know, those are blooming. Blue, blue, blue. Yeah, the, no, no. Yeah, the plumbago. No, no they're no. pink. Oh, they're, they're the ones that you're surprised how much they're blooming. Uh, but they they kind of oh. sound like pavonia. A pink, pavonia, yeah. yeah. Next to the pavonia, and they really are blooming uh, a lot. Yeah. Even did you see the picture I sent you? I did. I didn't know what what what. Wasn't that a pavonia? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember it being a pavonia. Uh, now there, there is. <laughs> what I have to go through. The blue plumbago over there are in full bloom, and they're on sale too. Yeah. On the, the sales list. So what is what is that? I'm showing him the picture, on the right hand side of your radio. Yeah. Yeah, and they're really bloom. They they they're blooming more than I've seen them bloom before. Yeah. Because yeah. last year they didn't bloom that much. Yeah. Where is uh, that? At, at our office. Oh, okay. So yeah, here I'll show Calvin real quick. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, these look uh, these look similar. Yeah. In terms of and actually, the, these may have more blooms on them, the ones at the nursery. Yeah. There's your uh, uh, old, uh, not the blue flower, but the pink, uh, the pink flower. Uh, um, 
Is that the uh, Rose of Sharon or the Althea? I believe it's related, yeah. Oh, okay. You see where he's talking about? Right behind you, Jerry. Take a, a little bit more to the, to the left. A little bit more to the left. Almost behind you. It's at a... Uh, I can't turn my head. You know, <laughs> okay. y'all know that. <laughs> we just like to see you try here. It's, it's, it's coming up. There he is. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a yeah, that's what I thought. But I don't believe that's mine. No, that's not Blue Angel. Uh -uh. No, that's okay. There. You can tell. that so is, You don't talk about it unless it's yours? That's pink, not blue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice soft pink. It's pretty. Yeah, but uh, Blue Angel, Blue Angel is uh, more compact than that. Okay. But uh, I don't know. That's that's a fairly nice blue, but mm -hmm. it's not uh, it's not as blue as Blue Angel. Okay. But anyway. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. Trace is going to join us on the porch, and we don't even have to take a break. Any time we have a break? Well, no, I, I don't have to take one. What do we do? Should we just stall, and then we take one, or what? Yeah. Oh, is he getting page now? No. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Uh-oh. It's, it's me. Is that you? Yeah, but oh, I already weird. answered it. Oh, okay. It sounded <laughs> like it was coming from over there. All right, 210-308-8867. Trace, what's going on here at the nursery? I'm like a ventriloquist. That's right. <laughs> I didn't make even it, see you, you make the sound little... come from wherever. That's right. Uh, we were just talking about all the stuff. Calvin was bragging on all the pentas and the vincas that you have and the zinnias. I had a gentleman just buy 350-something of those 4-inch pentas. Oh, my gosh. Filled up the whole bed of his truck and the cab. Wow. What's he doing orange with them? Orange panthers. Didn't, didn't ask. I didn't say orange. Oh, I thought you said orange. Uh, I wish there was an orange. <laughs> but we do have uh, Milton's favorite Cassandra blooming. Yeah, orange. where is that? Right by the door up here. Okay, I'll have to go look at it. <laughs> I do like it. I bought one, like I said, last year. When, it's been a couple years, I think, since you've uh, we featured it on Plant of the Weekend. And Laura Laura the Aggie kept it going rather nicely. So, <laughs> Our... Uh, are there more people in the nurse coming in the nursery later in uh, yeah, this season than usually is it in the nursery in May? Uh, I would say no. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just, about normal. I was just looking at the park. If there is such a thing as normal after the last yeah. season, yeah. I, I would say this is like three years ago normal. It's hard to predict these last two years. It's really been strange. I, I wish I had a crystal ball. No, it's it is challenging. Yes, it is. Well, um, we you, you know it's challenging because the customers come in, they ask you about a plant that you're familiar with or what's here last week, <laughs> and so you you look around. Where'd they go? They're all been sold. There you go. They'll be back maybe two or three weeks. Yeah, from but now. Trace works pretty hard at making sure if it's you know oh, we've yeah. mentioned this before. What the customers, there are probably people that really don't understand. I mean, we're telling them on the radio, but don't understand how much work goes into. They just pull up. Yeah, do you have blankety blank? Yeah. Okay. That's what that's what makes me happy. Is they, but I do lose a lot of sleep over it. I bet. <laughs> I bet. So what else we got? And then we'll talk about the top tomato contest coming up in a couple Ooh, weeks. Oh, we got a good selection of Esperanzas, Pintas, Plumbago. Plumbago's looking pretty good. It's on sale. Uh 
first decent selection of Mexican Bird of Paradise in bigger pots came in this oh, week. Oh, good. Uh, oh, it will get better next week, but we do have them. Prior to Barbados, should people start asking for those because they've started they, oh, to bloom? Start at, they've been asking for two months. Have they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> they're, they're finally blooming in my neighborhood now. So, Oh, and are people asking about crepe myrtles? Because they're finally blooming, too. They? Uh, certain colors, uh, I've seen some, yeah, some blooming. Yeah, I haven't seen crepe myrtles. Vitex, that's the first one. You haven't one seen of, crepe myrtles blooming? Our vitex is gorgeous. Vi- vitex is, uh, is kicking into high gear right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. people, I saw... Uh, People walking out with them in their carts, too. I'll have to take a picture of our Vitex and send it to you guys. But, yeah, crepe myrtles white and pink is so far what I've seen. That sound about right? We've got some, well, I've only seen a couple of whites blooming. Okay. And not a lot. Oh. Because it's still kind of early. Well, that's what it seemed early, but I thought maybe it was based on heat or temperature. Oh, it or, is. Or humidity Definitely. or. What, but, do you mean, uh, what are you saying? What are you saying? It's been a little warm? Uh, it, it can be, yeah, a little bit, yes. Yeah. Hey, let's talk to Marty. He needs a suggestion. Oh, on indoor plants. Okay. Trace, put your indoor plant hat on. <laughs> Marty, call us at 210-308-8867. Marty, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? All right. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing swell, man. How can we help you? What, what, what you looking for? Yeah, uh, my son's uh, buying a new home, and uh, I wanted to get him a, a house plant, and okay. uh, I needed some some uh, suggestion of uh, some house plants I could maybe try to get for him. Is he good with plants or not so good with plants? Uh, he's not so good with plants. All right. So the perfect plant for him is called a Zimmerocallis Zimmerofola, but you're going to call it ZZ plant because that's the only way you're going to remember. Oh, I it. like that. Like ZZ top, but different. So, so, uh, okay. so for lack of a better description, it is an indoor low light tolerant succulent. Hmm. Those okay. terms don't really go together, but except for that plant. I have okay. heard of six months between waterings. Oh, my gosh. I have experienced wow. three months. So it's perfect okay. for somebody who doesn't do great. And it's okay if he waters it regularly, too. But right. uh, you see a lot more of it in the malls now because they don't want to pay for the maintenance of people irrigating so they can go longer oh. distances. Huh. It's okay. perfect for people that travel. How about? They don't uh, have to get people over to water their plants yeah. while, they're, while they're gone. Yeah. We got phalaenopsis there. We do. I always think of phalaenopsis. Phalaenopsis looks like it takes, it's hard to take care of, but it's not hard. To it's take really care. not. It's really a, a spectacular plant, and the blooms last for like four or five months. And you get them in, a, in the right sun <laughs> situation on a, a southern or eastern exposure, they'll bloom every year for years. Uh, okay. Some other alm- Almost indestructive indoor plants would be things like pothos ivy, um, spathophyllum, uh, nephitis, and Chinese evergreen. How's, how, how tough is Diffenbachia? Um, well, they're easy to overwater or underwater, and they can get bacterial leaf spots. Oh, okay. And it's poisonous. Yeah. Nickname is okay. dumb, dumb cane. Dumb cane, yeah. It expands your yeah. cane. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I used to accuse... Paul of eating that. You know, he used to eat plants. No, oh. oh, why? Why did you accuse him of eating that? Oh, because he, no, oh, okay. <laughs> he ate everything. Oh, okay. He ate everything. But you, you know, the, if you got the time, it might be cool to come over here and latch on to, to Trace and uh, yeah, go in that uh, indoor plant. Uh, Show, showing there because there's just okay. lots of good choices. Okay. I, I think that's what I'm going to do is I'll probably go over there and, 
and, and see what you guys have, for sure have available. Because yeah. I, I still got about he, he's going to close in about thirty days, so I still have some time. Oh, so, but I, check, check out I wanna, that ZZ plant because uh, you can't go wrong with that. Hey, is there anybody okay. he could ask for when he comes here that's really house plant knowledgeable? We can kind of walk him through. Well, I mean, the best choices are going to be like me and Peter. Okay. If we can find us. Yeah, I mean, that's about, the key. How about, how, how about Mary? Sure. Yeah, Mary's okay. pretty good. And Mary can it, find it, them, too. Right, okay. I'll be looking for one of you three guys, for sure. Can I grow the Rio Grande gold in the house? Can that uh, be a house plant? Yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know if we would set fruit. Oh, okay. House. Okay, sorry, Marty. That's okay. Oh, just, just to report, my real grandy gold is looking good, and the one that's looking real good is is Lejo. Oh, the Lejo's looking real good. That's good. That's the real one good, that's yeah. hot too. And, yeah, and there's yeah, still right. there's still a lot of plants left. Yep. I, okay. I saw on the vegetable topic, uh, we actually had a guy come in with uh, spider mites all over his tomato plants. I thought it was a little early. Oh wow. But oh, no. he told me he said, had such a good crop last year, he decided to plant twice as many Uh-oh. in the same area. Uh-huh. So they had no airflow, oh. and one mite led to 100 and led to 1,000. <laughs> and uh, I had to give him the depressing news. He needed as, to go ahead and just get rid of them. As Jerry would say, they grow mighty quickly. They do. They're almost <laughs> born pregnant. <laughs> there you go. Well, well thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you for, for the great suggestion. You, you guys are, always come through for me, and I appreciate it. You bet, man. Always good talking to you, Marty. Y'all take care. Bye, Marty. All right. Tell us what Bye-bye you get, now. too. All right. I will. 210- I sure will. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, speaking of tomatoes, we got the Top Tomato Contest coming up June 4th. It is. Here at Millburgers. It should, should be on the website. It is on the website. It's uh, in the Express News. In the Express News, too. Yeah, on plantanswers.com. And plantanswers.com. So that's coming up. Um, see that, and all somebody the ins- sent me uh, some pictures. Oh, well, it's what? so blurry. I need a different prescription than my glasses. Maybe I can see it better. <laughs> you want to try mine? No. I'll go blind. <laughs> see, what she's talking about is a Kramer. Okay. And she's talking about that grove up there. Talking to so your li- lichens. Talking to the mic so we can hear you. Looks like lichens to me. Melvin doesn't need any help, Calvin. <laughs> but but, the li- but Calvin can't hear you. <laughs> Nobody can hear you. So I can hear you? me. I, uh, I could hear him only because he was, he was facing me. To you, yeah. uh, <laughs> so what did Jerry talk about in the show today? Kind of like, gosh, yeah, <laughs> Kind of like the, the teacher from. Um, That's right, from Charlie Brown. Yep. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But anyway, this little person sent me these pictures of her crepe myrtles that have a a white substance on it. Uh, I, I was thinking it was a lichens. That's my thought too. Yeah, but I I don't know if I've ever seen one uh, stay that close to the bark. I mean, to, uh, without some protrusions on it. Now, what? It's it's not one of those that is showing bark. No, uh, exfoliating. Exfoliating. No, you, that you would see the bark loose if that was the case. And the picture I gave you. On the radio, what do you need? And the picture I, I've got Trish looking at. So it's it's. 
I think it's a liking. And there's nothing that needs to be done to it. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's do this real quick. We'll figure this out while Trace is helping them out. We'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. What you got, guys go, got going on over there? I got uh, got this nice letter from this uh, person that had uh, said some nice things, said, Hi, Jerry. Our rose, oh, that is nice. Our roses... <laughs> Our roses are looking very good right now. Thanks for the good advice. Oh. I'm now needing <laughs> your good advice about one of our crepe myrtles. Mm. Well, here's here's some advice. Mm-hmm. You don't spell crepe myrtle. C-R- you spell it C-R-A-P-E. Right. And she, she spells it like the... Uh, the p- food that you eat, crepe. Oh, okay. Crepes. And, we, a, and we used to call, uh, to spell it both ways. Crepe and cre- A and an E. In the old yeah. Days, in the old days. Ca- uh, Jerry apparently did not. He took a stand early in the game. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never see that in my article. You'll see, <laughs> you see it in a lot of books and other articles. It, well, Books. <laughs> do you see? <laughs> do you see it in oh. Neil Sperry's article? Uh, do you see it in Greg Grant's article? I don't look for it there. Oh. But, uh, but you might find it in the old the old articles. No. Anyway, let's focus now. So she's got a problem with her crepe myrtle besides its spelling. We all are just going to go back and forth on this. <laughs> I want to hear what well, her. That's pro- what we're here for. I want to hear what her problem is. What's her problem? <laughs> uh, just this spring, I'm noticing black marks on the tree branches, and then spotted one of those mossy-looking things. Mossy-looking? Ball moss. Ball oh, ball moss. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I I told you, it's killing these trees around. It is not. What is it killing the power lines too? Yeah, <laughs> slowing down the transmission. Yeah, bad. So, okay. Uh, what can you tell me about the condition of our crepe myrtle? She misspelled it again. Uh oh, Calvin's asking Siri. I've, I've attached pictures. Uh, let me know if they don't open, and I'll text them to you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Take your choice. Compare in the computer in the computer, either E crepe myrtle or A crepe myrtle. All spellings are huh. offered. 
That's according to Calvin's phone. <laughs> well, Google, uh, according to Google. Like, oh, who, 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 I don't mess with Google. Who can argue Google with that? Search. Do not argue with Google. <laughs> you don't know the power they have. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've, I've noticed a lot of uh, ball moths and crepe myrtles lately. Oh, gosh, hmm. yeah. Because yeah. uh, crepe myrtles get to that their end growth mm-hmm. level, and then, then they become ideal for the ball moths. Ball moths. Yeah. But anyway, the stuff she's, the things, the pictures she sent, I'm pretty sure that's a lichen, a type of. I'm, I'm not so sure. There's, I'm, I'm thinking. You're not liking that answer? uh, I knew that was coming. (laughs) I'd like, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see the, uh, more of the, the photos of, because of, because of, because of the, uh, I've seen a lot of crepe myrtles that are, that I would think look like that even though they don't have the big strips of the bark some of them do have these big strips of the bark yeah Uh oh billy's gonna weigh in billy mckenzie i believe so billy's on hold at 210-308-8867 hey billy what's going on oh you were talking about crepe myrtles and i just sent you a picture of mine there that oh, pretty good. they've been in years so take a look at your email and you'll see a picture of some pretty ones yeah, I got it now, and that's kind of that's pink, right? Oh, there's pink and white. Well, most there there's six of them, and two of them are pink, and the rest of them are white. I thought they were all white, but I don't know why two of them turned pink. I'm I'm showing it to Jerry, and then I'll pass it over to Calvin. Okay. Uh, let's see the white white ones. Uh, the white ones on the the right hand side yeah. of the picture. So look on the right hand side of your radio, and the white ones are the ones that are less pink. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Don't don't make me hit you. Man. Don't hit me again. <laughs> okay. The probably the pink one is uh bashing party pink. And well, the they were all they were all planted at the same time and I thought they were all white, but uh they've been there for I don't know, probably 10 years. Oh, okay. Well, that the Biggest, the tallest growing and the biggest white is one called Natchez. Oh, uh, yes. I, yeah, a, those those are actually not at our house. I planted them, but they're in the neighborhood. Oh, what we okay. have at our house is a, is a white, and it's a huge one of it. It's not blooming yeah, very it's Natchez. Yes. Uh, and then there, there's a Sarah's favorite, which is what we believe is the hardiest uh Crepe myrtle around. That's the one I planted. Uh, Sarah's favorite is one that uh, was was a seedling grown alongside uh, Natchez. But anyway, uh, uh, it seems to be hardier. Uh, even lives uh, without getting frozen back in Tennessee. And that's the one I took my brother up in Ohio. Mm. That would 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 freeze would would freeze back every year and then bloom it bloom by the midsummer. Are you? Gro- he, he was the only one that had uh, crepe myrtles in Ohio, I guess. Billy, are you growing any tomatoes this year? Well, I'm trying, but this hot weather's kind of got the best of mine. Yeah. What what varieties did you try? Well, I have a variety because uh, because y'all had a variety this year and didn't always have what I wanted. 
Uh, I have uh, the uh, celebrity. Huh. Uh, yeah, celebrity. I always grow celebrity. Yeah. Are, they're probably going to do okay, but the uh, the, the cherry tomatoes uh, just not doing well at all. I guess they hmm. were, they had too done? much sun. I think. Wait a Pop. minute. The cherry, is, that, is that 968 or is that uh, Ruby it's Crush? A, it's the Ruby Crush. Oh, it's the Ruby Crush, yeah. You had good luck with that last year. And, and I have uh, I have four or five different kinds. Oh, okay. Y'all, y'all had a, var- a lot of varieties this year, so I just picked up what there I could get go. when you didn't have what I wanted. So uh, Yeah, <laughs> IBHN 968 have started there. Right yeah, I have uh, probably ten tomatoes, I guess, uh, five in a raised bed and five in containers, and uh, I, I end up putting a shade on the ones that are in the bed, and uh, they probably are going to do better. But uh, I just picked one ripe one yesterday. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Billy. Thanks Thank you, sir. Man. I'll show Calvin your picture too. Okay, great. There's, there's the, there's Billy's. Looks good, yeah. Yeah, so they are blooming around town. And these are the only two colors I've seen. So <laughs> if you want to send me a picture, Milton at KLUP.com will work just great. Okay. We could, we could. Here's some more pictures for Calvin. Oh, okay. Calvin, these are beautiful. And they're very, <laughs> very colorful. <laughs> I'm saving my I, ink. I sent them to all of you. No, no, no. I, he, he sent me. He's... Jerry's got some printouts of uh, a black and white. He's saving his coloring. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay. Hey, Thank you, Billy. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call. Let's see. I'm trying to think if, I, if I've seen anything. I did see. Oh, let me find it now. I did report last week. I don't see them as much now. Oh, I got a report for you. Ah, um. What are you babbling about? I don't know. I'm just all excited. Um, one is, you know, the Sinisa were blooming, but I don't see them blooming much anymore. But the weather, I, I give them two weeks. That's my thing. And tonight, 50% chance of rain. Man, how, how it's 80% chance on Monday. Yeah, I saw that. 90% Monday night. Yeah. That would fit into the Sinisa timeline. Yeah. So I think the Sinisa, once again, are correct. Yeah. But I will tell you, uh, I heard on this gardening show, I don't remember who who said it, pointing to my left. Uh, remember I told you that there was a, um, a Sago that came back after the big freeze two years ago. Has it been two years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now it was, and now, so it came back, it was all green, and now it was yellow. And uh, looked horrible. And I think someone said, kiss it goodbye. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. The roots were damaged, I imagine. The fronds came back up. Their new fronds came back up again. <laughs> and now it's green and looks lovely. They just took all the yellow fronds off. Those Seikos are tougher than y'all think. Yeah, well, be, don't be overly optimistic. Why? Because <laughs> well, they're, t- they're both hardy and temperamental, but they're independent. Oh, Okay. Because I, I keep seeing them, some of them, like in the front of a, a lot, and they're looking beautiful. And two weeks later, they're, they've all faded again. Yeah. So oh, okay, huh. 
But, I, I mean, I think in general they're going to survive, but uh, it's not automatic. Yeah. It's a, I, I've noticed in my neighborhood uh, some people cut them back imme- immediately and uh, didn't remove the dead fronds. And did not. And some did not. Oh, okay. And uh, it's coming. The ones that did not remove the dead fronds or leaves, uh, they they're coming back from the bottom to and in the middle, but uh, they've still got those dead fronds on there. Yeah. So you if 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 you you still got dead fronds along with uh, live fronds or leaves. Uh, you might want to take the dead ones off. They're not going to turn green again. You can you kiss. Sure? You can kiss them goodbye, man. <laughs> can we quote you on that? <laughs> yep. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Well, let's do this before we go to break. Let me tell you about Spider Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, talking to Warren the other day, he said. Things are going well, folks are, so that means that folks are seeing a lot of uh, bugs and stuff in the house and around the house. And if you are seeing things that you don't like, especially with mosquitoes and rain coming, um, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is the place to go and, and give them a call. They've got the Care Mosquito Trapping System, which is absolutely great, uh, and uh, it allows you... It's uh, to... Uh, there's no sprays or anything. The mosquitoes fly in. They get... The toxins on their their little wings and their their legs, and they spread them around for you, and then other mosquitoes get it too, and then both of them die. Is and that a venereal spray? No, it's not. Move on quickly. And <laughs> so anyway, uh, but, but whatever the problem is, and then you can find out. Oh, we got another great review too on uh, on how a professional uh, the technician was that came out and. Uh, what a great job they did and how satisfied they were with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control online at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or on the phone at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Very good, Calvin. Thank you. That's <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a moment for more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Our number, 210 210- 308-8867-210-308. Welcome back to Millburgers Guard in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I got this uh, 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 prediction uh, out of the express. A here. prediction? A prediction. Oh, uh, wow. rain. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can get mine. Cold front brings chance rain chances. Yeah. Unseasonably cool weather to San Antonio next, That'd be nice. next week. Right. A cold front is expected to push into San Antonio this weekend, setting up the chance of for thunderstorms, high mm. winds, hail. No, no and hail. Unseasonably cooler temperature 
for all of next week. Sounds good, doesn't it? Everything's okay except the hail. (laughs) Uh, Rain chances go from slight this weekend to strong on Monday and Tuesday. The National Weather Service. I don't know about slight. It's 50% chance tonight. Okay. New rainfall. I'll let you finish. Just wait. (laughs) The National Weather Service reports that nearly two inches of rain could fall on isolated areas. Oh. Over those two days, where storm sails uh, train, rain chances diminish after Tuesday. Then this this last sentence is what gets the. Oh. The weather service describes the overall chance for severe weather in San Antonio as marginal. Marginal. <laughs> What does that mean? Uh, that's why I printed that out. They, they, did, uh, they did so well until the last part, last uh, sentence. Well, I'll read the uh, weather.gov forecast. <laughs> we won't tell you how hot it's going to get today. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but 50% chance of showers this evening. Some storms could be severe. Mm-hmm. Mostly cloudy with a low around 67. Uh, southeast winds around 15 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Becoming north-northeast after midnight. Mm-hmm. Wind gusts could be as high as 20 miles per hour. Good Lord. When we lived in Kansas, <laughs> that we, was, we didn't that have That was it. a spring breeze. That, that was, was a spring breeze. Oh, jeez. Yeah. New rainfall amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. All right. <laughs> Kick ass. <laughs> okay. Just keep your enthusiasm tamped down just a little bit. Uh, 30% chance tomorrow... Of a quarter to... No, it doesn't say how much. That's the tip. Yeah, tip the tip that they're not... Now, yeah. Monday night, it's, uh, yeah, Monday's 80% chance of rain. How much? just says chance of rain. It doesn't give... It's the only one that gives is uh, tonight on the, the oh. amount. And then 90% Monday night, Tuesday 60, and then that's about it. But it doesn't say how much. Uh, it, may, it may be up to nine-tenths. That's almost an inch. Of an inch. Nine-tenths. You wouldn't take that? No. Oh, gosh, yeah. Nine-tenths yeah. of an inch Jerry. is good. <laughs> okay, so if the rain is listening on those <laughs> isolated areas, Jerry doesn't want anything less than an inch. So That's right. Move it, to, move it over to our house. We'll take it. <laughs> and Dennis uh, is keeping me up. He says, uh, <laughs> said, he said, sent this, uh, said a few clouds, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, 38 degrees centigrade, uh, humidity 28, heat index 98. Uh, and, and Dennis writes, remember, it is a dry heat. Yeah. So if it feels like it's only 98 degrees Fahrenheit, according to the Heat index below, it uh, feels like a hundred. Yeah. As but a friend of mine used to say, it's not the heat; it's the stupidity. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. There, when I saw that, the weather describes overall chance for severe weather for San Antonio as marginal. Yeah, that kind of burst your bubble. Yeah, that that, that deserves a. 
Yeah, you can feel the rain if you put your hand near the radio when yeah. Jerry's giving his forecast. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see tonight. It's a okay. 50, 50 to 60 percent chance, maybe a tenth of an inch. I say, I, ho- I hope my rain gauge is not filled up from from all the previous rains that we've gotten. So I've got to remember to dump it. You are so ungrateful. Why? You should be you should be grateful for the rain you got. <laughs> no. Just, the, then just, why am I having to use my uh, uh, sprink- little sprinkler? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe you're using it a little less than you would normally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I wanted to say uh, that uh, uh, we were. I was looking up uh, this new uh, uh, crepe myrtle, not crepe myrtle, Esperanza mm-hmm. that uh, Trace has that we discovered last week, and so I was looking it up, and they had some. Um, <laughs> they they ha- they didn't mention Gold Star. This was a Brazilian, I guess, hmm. because uh, they t- had an accent. But uh, they said uh, <laughs> they said that uh, they were going to show how to have the maximum amount of blooms on uh, Esperanza, and they were going to show the stages of uh, the bloom period and they, they showed the beginning of it and their secret was to add uh, superphosphate quantities of that and also uh, uh, potassium no, no nitrogen was mentioned and uh, and then at the very end of the thing they showed showed after that Material had been put around the plant, and given a little time to rain, and they had one of your crepe myrtles there, one of the Esperanzas, like you were seeing over there next to the horse, mm-hmm. about uh, maybe six blooms on a four-year-old bloom uh, plant, mm. and uh, and uh, at the very last sentence, he said the important thing to get. Uh, Esperanza bloom profusely is to water it every day. Ah. Yeah. Is that what he said? That's what he said. And he was using it as an example those non blooming <laughs> Esperanza there. I, I, I want to I send him a gold star plant. <laughs> but it wasn't a gold star plant. Well, it's a, you have to. You wonder if he is just making that up for the sh- a short-term lie, or if he just doesn't have the slightest idea of what the the whole yeah. gold, the gold star uh, history was, <laughs> and why you know the big thing on gold star is that it blooms and survives with, with with no watering. Yeah, yeah, it's a, they're an amazing plant. But it, it'll have more blooms if you water it every day. You know. Even yeah. my gold star? Yeah. Okay. Well, with Milton, that won't make any difference. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to water it every day. <laughs> I just never, I've ne- I never water mine. Huh. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a tough plant. I, I was amazed when I went to El Paso yeah. to visit out there. And uh, on every vacant lot, which nobody lived there, 
on, and they weren't watering. That was a major plant out there, Esperon. Well, I don't know if they, they still have the Esperon, Esperanza, Firebush, and uh, Poinciana on the parking lot at the garden center. Yeah. But, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, I used to be mm-hmm. amazed me that that up there <laughs> in the middle of that yeah. parking lot and that asphalt, hot asphalt, mm-hmm. and those plants are booming up a storm. And yeah. I, don't, I didn't think they watered them, enough, especially <laughs> no. those in the parking lot. Well, uh, they, they, they did water them sometimes, but they had to run a hose out there. Uh, it wasn't automatically watered. And uh, Robert, you, I'm using his name, Robert, uh, would water him uh-huh. periodically. I'd see him out there with a hose. But the reason we planted him out there is that uh, the rumor was that Color Spot was getting ready to patent him and up the price. And so it wasn't a patentable plant at that time because it had been on the market too long. And so I got a, got them, those plants, to put out there so we'd have a source of cutting if we needed. But uh, they never, that never came to pass. Oh. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I was looking at... Uh, Oh, Neil Spears. I was going to tell you. Speaking of yellow, blooming plants, the go the grandma's yellow is now blooming. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Laura got it to bloom and has even clipped off of a little flower and put it in the yard in the house. That's sweet. It is sweet. Is it, is it fragrant? Uh, no. That's good. Not like that Seguin. Ooh, that Seguin. That Seguin was nice. Oh, that was nice. And, uh, I remember poor Paxton calling us. That was the one I remember because mine had died, too, and I thought it was just me. And, uh, <laughs> and Paxton, like, I lost all of them uh, except for the uh, Nacogdoches. There you go. But that didn't dissuade the people that had the ones that li- lived from, call, uh, you know, bragging on It was them. almost uh, a conspiracy of yeah. protection. For <laughs> Tom uh, Harris. Was had, he had an act? He had, had a Seguin that lived? Yeah, he had a one. And he loved it. He always sent me pictures of it and, <laughs> and said, why, why, didn't, why didn't you use this one? I said, because yours are the only one in town that didn't die. I think it was Tom's anniversary just a few. Was it? A, few, a month ago or so. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I was looking at Neil Spears' uh, things to do this, this week. Or this, yeah, this month. And he said, hot weather color, including fan flowers, pentas, angelonia. We don't talk much about angelonia. We, should. we did for a while. Yeah, we were talking. We had it on sale here for a while. Well, and we did some experiments on it. We planted it out in deer area, and deer didn't eat us. Yeah. At least in my land, neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, fountain grass, purple fountain grass, lantanas, copper plants, vincas. Moss rose and hybrid purslane. For shade plants, plant coleus, wax, and dragon wing begonias and caladiums. I haven't seen it. Has, have they had caladiums here? Yeah, yeah. They, they. In fact, I think this 
this week they put a bunch of them right there be, okay. behind on, you under the shed yeah but yeah you're right there it's not like it was in the old days we yeah. used to have them a large area of them of course <laughs> I wonder, it's hard to predict what the yeah. supply is for anything right I now I wonder if the bulbs you know they plant the bulbs in the greenhouse so they'll uh, sprout out and be pretty for sale in the early spring. So I'm wondering if, if the bulbs, they have bulbs or tubers, uh, got hurt by the cold weather because uh, they'll, they'll freeze, but you usually don't think, think they'll freeze enough that they won't come back. Yeah, it seems like most, I'm, I don't know, I, th I think most gardeners I know that use them just get new ones every year. Yeah, yeah. But I was very concerned because, let me read those shade plants again. Coleus, wax, and dragon wing begonia. That's y'all's whoppers. Okay. And gladiums. But you know what's not on that list? What? Sun impatience. I well, impatience aren't even on that list. No, impatience. Suits me. I, don't, I, I need to ask right Neil. Why don't you talk to Neil about that? And tell him that he, he's missing a real bet there. Neil will appreciate your call. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Or your email. <laughs> Well, you know, he's uh, taking questions now from his, uh, from his, uh, uh, does he have a radio show? Yeah. Still? Yeah. A couple of them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'll have to get Trace because uh, he was telling me how good the sun impatience were doing in full sun. Mm-hmm. So. You should have to have him call Trace. I don't know. All right, got about a minute. Oh, before we have to. And and one they, they talked about trees, shrubs, vines. Did and he rhymes. mention pentas? Huh? Did pentas. Neil in that, that list not mention pentas? Mm mm. Huh. Yes, he does. Yes, oh, he does. okay, good. In the hot weather, color including fan flowers, which I don't like. Pentas, angelonia, purple fountain grass, lantanas, copper plants. Vinca, Mossroe, and Hybrid Perchlite. All righty. We're going to take a quick break, get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, why don't you give us a call? We'll talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Don't forget to go to millburgernursery.com to learn all about what's on sale, the top tomato contest on June 4th, and all kinds. Actually, there's more on June 4th. We'll tell you about that in a moment on we're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. You give us a call with uh, questions that you might have, what's going on in your gardening world if you want to do a little bragging we're okay with that too 210-308-8867 yep you okay yeah all right 
Well, the Snapdragons. Are they kaput? Yeah, they're pretty much. The, no. There's a few uh, that were isolated and had plenty of open air around them that are still looking all right. But those that were uh, growing close together got the rust. And it, we talked about this before, but the, uh, that rust will move through like a cut flower garden from the uh, one, the uh, most tightly growing together and then to the ones that are more open. and then, But they'll eventually get them all pretty quick. Wow. Yeah, it really hot like this. Yeah. With the, uh, it always just uh, starts and finishes. You can, it's one of those, uh, oh, it's a little bit like your, uh, like the swallow, uh, black swallowtail uh, yeah. caterpillars on, on parsley and things, you know. <laughs> you go out and it looks great. We'll have it for dinner tonight and then you go back out there and the caterpillars have eaten everything up <laughs> but uh, the the rust is the, the same way with snapdragons with this kind of heat jerry's right it it starts really easily with this kind of heat but one and once it starts it just keeps going yeah it's i, I think it's totally wind driven and uh, i mean it's no insect could care of it I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't. I never thought of it as being insect. I was thinking of now the direction. My and my cut flower garden. It starts on the uh, west end, okay, and proceeds to the to the eastern end. Of okay. It. So, but it's uh, quite a disease. gives gives me an excuse anyway to pull them out and plant zinnias. So. There you go. <laughs> Now zinnias, they'll get some. They'll they'll they'll, mil, they'll they'll get some mildew sometimes. Mildew, yeah, yeah. Um, I always I always let them reseed themselves, or I like I like to have a couple of different varieties. California giants are, are a good one with the plant with seed. Yeah, and then uh, the these uh, Dreamland uh, zinnias, they aren't quite as t- they're only about. A foot or 14 inches tall, but they got very pretty blooms, large blooms, compact blooms, that make good cut flowers. And uh, you don't have to deadhead them, right? Do what? Deadhead them, the zinnias. Oh, you're uh, right. I mean, they clo- clo- cover each other, cover the blue uh, spent blooms up. Yeah. Um. You. Ke- I. Th- I think they look better in the bed if you deadhead them or use them for bouquets yeah yeah but i don't do much deadheading because i like them to drop the seed for the mm-hmm. the birds and also the reseed that's one thing they really do which um they they sprout really quickly especially if you irrigate if they, they drop the seed i mean it seems like a week later they're <laughs> they're uh, germinating and then and uh they don't know to plant them too deep do they no, you don't. And they, 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 they seem to find good. the so they seem to uh, <laughs> not worry about the gardener helping them find the soil. They find the soil <laughs> to uh, make cut contact with. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're and then of course we one of the best reasons for the zinnias are that they are favorite uh, butterfly plant and hummingbird. Hummingbirds really like them. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Just looking out over the nursery, lots of lantanas in front of us. And the uh, 
Thruelia is pretty with the pink and the purple. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry was scoping that out. Uh, yeah, he sure was. Who, me? Yeah. You, uh, yeah, when you were walking out, we were trying to figure out what you were, you look, you were looking at the pink ones. Pained. The, the pink one is a, cross, is a cross between the dwarf and the, the large pink. And, the, and you can kind of see that in the foliage. Yeah, a little bit. that's, that's the first time I've seen it this distinctly. <laughs> I, I just wonder if that pink one is Greg's original cross. Um, they may have gone through and selected some for bigger blooms or whatever. And uh, that that foliage is weird. Now I've got pink ones, and they've got the same foliage as the purple or whatever color that You're is. You're right, mine too. Mine do too. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Now that you mention it, so I don't know what that deal is. Huh. That looks like the mother, the the, mm. the tall, long long leaves. But we're, we're, for the gardeners out there, if you're not familiar, the that the the Mexican petunia, the that uh, parent material, the one that grows to what three and a half feet tall or so. Yeah. Now that one is a wild one. <laughs> you don't want that in most garden situations because <laughs> it ta takes over. And you don't want it in a neighbor's garden. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's just coming your way. We. We always tell the story about us planting it at one of the yeah. extension service offices. <laughs> and uh, we, <clears throat> after about uh, six or seven months, we noticed that it was <laughs> the wind, the wind direction, the seed was, was blowing, <laughs> and it had the plants that started across kitty corner across the street. Into behind some apartments and uh. running, so we made a quick uh, uh, culling of uh, all the seed sources and and the, and yeah. the ones that were uh, germinating out there in the other people's yards. Yeah, right, right that, not too far from where that location was. Uh, we we uh, there there was a person that had. Uh, entire yard, uh, about as big as half of this half of this nursery in front of it, and it was solid. Uh, those tall ones, <laughs> and I never forget. Uh, uh, that's that's not a common plant in the north, and uh, we had a <laughs> we had a salesperson for Ball Seed Company. <clears throat> they were going to add that to their. Uh, new releases. And I'm sitting there mind, trying to mind my own business. But <laughs> they had a new salesperson. And she was older, older self. And I said, you know, that, that's, <laughs> I said, uh, will, that, will that thing spread? You know, will it spread out? He said, I don't know. You, have, you, have you had any experience with that? I said, it's taken entire neighborhoods. It's taken, and I mean, it spreads the seed. The seed pop like blue bonnets. Fast. Hmm. But anyway, they went ahead and named it a, their new release. But a and actually, in th this, uh, this spring, it, ha it isn't spreading very much. Uh, yeah. that, that dry, dry weather. 
That dry heat, I guess, is not its uh, favorite way to to grow. Yeah. Um, Neil Neil Sparrow had a, had pictures of uh, of this uh, sand verbena they call it. Uh, it's sold by John Tom. It's uh, features are deer resistant and bee and butterfly friendly. And uh, it's 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 one of the first wildflowers that bloom. Uh, and I I read re- I used some of my ink, Milton. Yeah. That ink is Oh my gosh! You printed that in color. Yeah, I printed this in color because I wanted y'all to see what color it was. It's uh, and it's the same color. Uh, we never proved that it had breeding in the uh, blue princess. Uh, not blue princess. Verbena. Yeah, blue princess okay. verbena. It's that color. Where is it? Where is, is blue princess still out there someplace? I don't think so. But uh, I think it. I think it got virus. Hmm. And um, pretty a, pretty well wiped it out. Yeah, it was a nice. Oh. for a few years. Yeah. It was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, Greg brought it Cu- back couple, from England. A couple different boom colors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Greg b- did the breeding on it for year, several years, and he brought the original Blue Princess plant uh, from England. I think he bought this from nothing. He did he, what? He, he bought the plant. What? Yeah, I know. Are you sure? I was kind of disappointed. That doesn't sound like Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know we, unlike some of our other uh, plant researchers, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I know. I never got a phone call, but from anybody oh, from about Greg. About oh. Greg's the only one. Yeah. yeah, he looks. He was young, and they, th- they figured he was too yeah. inexperienced. Inexperienced. Uh, to do that, but anyway, uh, I just that picture is exactly li- what Blue Princess looks like, and that was another good plant that uh, they never patented. They Greg tracked it back that it came from Africa. Hmm. He tracked it back to Africa. But All right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. What is the um, one, two, three, I think it's the fourth bench right in front of kind of where she's watering the bench closer to the road with the red stuff on it. Where does that red, I'll put my glasses on. You can see it, Look, just look at your radio and you'll see it. <laughs> uh, right in front of that lady Warren with a big hat. Yeah, but but it's I mean in front it's the bench beyond her. Yeah, not that celosia type. Is it? Yeah, I think that's okay. Right. Is that the coxcomb? Yeah. Okay, I like that. But <laughs> but that's a that's a special selection. They had a lot of it for uh, was it last weekend or the weekend before? Really, just went out of here fast. Hmm. That seems to be all that they've got left of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty plan. That's not the uh, the one that makes the brains yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fly. No, the I colored brains on top. Of it. That that was 
Coxcomb is uh, really an important summer blooming plant up north. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even in Alabama. Yeah, really? Oh, my, my in-laws had them, and I don't, know, I don't know how many they originally planted, but, uh, yeah, it just kept coming and coming. She said, she, I haven't planted that in years. I don't know when. And they were all up and down her sidewalk, and they'd found every <laughs> nook and cranny to grow in. Because uh, right. that surprised me, because the heat here, the dry heat, uh, seems to eliminate it pretty quickly in the, into July and August. We'll have to get my mother-in-law uh, back on the phone. She's despondent. She's given up on okra. Really? She had a bad okra experience. I brought her uh, Bex Big and Seeds, and I think I bought her, uh, brought her the um, Oscar. the transplants. Yeah, and it oh. just didn't do anything. Hmm. So she's she's. Has she had okra there before? No, no. So. So where do they where do they grow okra? Louisiana and Texas. Yeah, yeah. Could they That's grow it, it? In near Tennessee? Oh yeah. I mean, she's you know north uh, east Alabama, and uh, within nine miles of where I grew up, uh-huh. they had a, uh, a I think it was bird's eye, a packing plant there, uh-huh. and they would bring okra from all over Tennessee and. South southeast to that one packing plant, and they would pack the okra there. So yeah. Do, so you think do, we can get her? We can help her. <laughs> I don't uh, remember him saying that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say if we'll she, have to. she can't grow okra, we can't help her. No, it just didn't do right. Something happened. Well, she was going through a rather tough time, so not sure how. how baby the okra got to but well, and she was disappointed her and you know she knew this was going to happen her red white and blue blue bonnets didn't i wonder how everybody's okra is doing this year so we need okra reports really? well if they planted it later late you know we had transplants of it out there yeah yeah i got a few that uh, germinated on its own out there but i didn't do any yeah. planting this year but anyway I'm kind of disappointed in my man, Greg. In your what? The sick Greg? Greg? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. come on. Cut him some slack. They did a, <laughs> he did a uh, pollinator program. Oh. And he wrote this little article about, uh, in, that appeared in the Ty- Tyler Morning Telegraph on May 22nd. And he starts out, he says, Houston, we have a pollinator problem. <laughs> and since since we are, as humans, are 100% of the problem, wait a minute. Uh-oh. And we as gardeners are fully complicit. I don't know what that means. Greg don't know big new words like that. <laughs> it's our duty. Responsible. Uh, yeah. Our duty and obligation to do something about it. And when I say we, I certainly include me because I've done my damaging part, not intentionally, but in ignorant horticultural bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. yeah. Our gardeners and neighborhoods, our cities, our farms, our beloved Texas Wild Texas, wild Texas 
as there's issue that need to be addressing we need to be addressing now and not later let's start with the monarch butterfly okay let's start there <laughs> our texas our texas state insect no less texas state i didn't know it was a texas state insect. so is is he making amends for his uh, blissful ignorance I with this get, article i guess so uh, kind of like you and the brown sparrows. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. All right, 210-308-8867. I was going to tell her you can't wear that hat. hat. Oh, what does it say? Texas. All right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that hat. Yeah, it sure does. She's a longhorn. All right, 210-308. Keep talking about Greg. Focus now. Let's start with monarch butterflies, okay. our Texas state insect, no less. Monarch butterflies have purposely declined some 80% in the last 20 years. Purposefully? That's what it says. Proposed? Let's see. Proposed? Purportedly. Okay. In other words, maybe. Oh, okay. Purportedly. Okay. Yeah. Folks that struggle, folks that's staggering and disheartening. Greg, don't take this. Settle down, son. No, I think he's got a theme going here that we kind of need pollinators. <laughs> and and though most residents wouldn't recognize the majority of them, I bet beautiful orange monarch is one of the best known. Monarch butterflies are the only problem, not the only problem by any stretch of the imagination. We've all heard of colony collapse disorder in naturalized and farmed European uh, honeybee. Well, hang, hang, hang on to that. We'll, we'll jump back to that. Okay. Okay, we got Jeremy on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Jeremy. What's going on? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? Doing swell. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, I just moved out here to Lavernia, and uh, I got my garden set up, and uh, some of the plants are doing better than others, and it's kind of challenging because it, it's just pure sand out here. So I'm kind of wondering what you guys would suggest in terms of uh, setups, and especially with watering. Uh, how much do you think I should be watering? I currently have it spraying from a, a T-post sprinkler over the whole garden at once. Huh. Were you able to uh, add some organic material in your garden area? Yeah, so each plant I uh, I added a uh, Miracle Grow in ground use uh, to their local area, like uh, about 18 inches across in a circle, about 15 inches deep, and mix it kind of with the sand. Yeah, the more you, you, you might put that on your calendar for all, almost every year or every other year. To replenish the organic material, that's a real key. Uh, that always the trick with sand is uh, frequent watering, not necessarily really deep watering, though, because it just keeps uh, you know keeps going. You know, it's kind of it's right. kind of uh, like yeah, watering a, a container where it's got that really well-drained soil and just keeps running right out the end of the. Dinner. But uh, yeah. if you yeah if you can get you know where you you might like on tomatoes or something you might have to water every day or every other day 
but you don't you, you don't have to soak it you know run it for t two hours or anything like we're doing in some areas okay all right well maybe i'll consider a daily uh a daily yeah and then put, and then put anytime you can get access to organic material especially compost incorporate that in there too and use mulches too yeah uh, if you got live oak leaf mulches, yeah. they were really, really work slick. Okay. All right. All righty. Well, Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. When we return, colony collapse right after this on 930 a.m. The Answer. I hear your and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Reminder about the folks in Barry Hagendorf at Deck and Patio Care. If you want that deck to look like new again and you think, ah, it's just never going to look that good or it's going to be really super expensive, you need to call Barry Hagendorf at Deck and Patio Care, 210-822-9147. Go to his website, deckandpatiocare.com, where you can see pictures of decks and how they looked. And I'm looking at one. The front page comes up with a great example. Uh, it's black. looks like soot is all over it. And when it's finished, it looks nice and brown and just like new again. So give them a call, 210-822-9147. And have Is that, that the back of your pickup truck? What? What you're talking about? What that looks no, like? The no, suit? It's, it's a, it's a, a, oh, the patio. It's a deck, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think Barry, even Barry probably can't help the back of my pickup <laughs> oh, truck. No, um, he probably has a, a rule that don't, yeah. don't let any vehicle that looks like this come no, in my park. No. So... <laughs> So uh, give them a call or check them out online, too, at deckandpatiocare.com. That's deckandpatiocare.com. All right, 210-308-8867. Did you want to continue reading about pollinators, what Greg said? Well, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, 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 do you want to hear more? Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you? <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, we, we left off at Monarchs, and then yeah. you were going into colony collapse. Yeah, it says uh, unbelievably... Research shows that we have lost almost 30% of our entire bird population in the last 50 years. Bird, bird or bees? Birds. Oh. Didn't you say that uh, that had been kind of debunked? Or no, there was a there was a lot a lot of populations on the edge. Uh, what I the issue I was trying to figure out is whether it was. A, we needed to take it real serious was this avian flu mm -hmm. you know it's a real the, the poultry raisers yeah. are really taking it serious but it also they keep talking about it uh, for our wild birds too if we feed the birds mm -hmm. even our you know like you, you and I with our bird bass mm -hmm. you know is it advisable at least it's advisable to spread the, the bird bass out a little bit so that they're populations of, of the birds don't uh, get so close together but nobody knows for sure if that's a serious problem mm -hmm. but they are they have 
uh, found uh, wild birds that were killed by the avian flu. Hmm. But they're not real sure what the dynamics of that is. Yeah. So I right, uh, keep going. I, I've started mentioning that in my columns now. <laughs> All right. Just think about it or consider this. Well, hang on. We can only take this article in small doses. Okay. Jamie's on the line at 210 Are you saving those names for us so that we... Idiot. What's that? Oh, Jamie? No, I was wondering how... Go ahead, Jamie. Oh, hi, Jamie. What's going on? How can we help you today? Hey, guys. I just wanted to give you a call. I have a question. I have two mature pear trees. They're probably over 20 years old. And they produced a lot of fruit last year. Um... And they seem to be very healthy, except one of them this spring and and actually right now, there's a lot of brown leaves. Like I've just noticed more and more and more of the leaves are browning. Um, are, they and, on, are they on the tips of the branches? No, it's it's almost the entire branch, and that's uh, why I'm concerned. I'm, I'm seeing more branches that are just all the leaves have gone completely brown. Okay, is it, the are, the, are, the, are the stems black where the leaves no. died? My, is it, a, yeah, I, is it, is the, it possible um, there's just water? Jerry's, Jerry's exploring uh, fire blight, mm. uh, the disease, oh. a disease that pear trees get. Is it, uh, is okay. it, do you know what you said is how Oh, maybe 25, 20, over 20. Okay. Are the pears uh, really hard? Yes. Yes. Kiefer. Yeah. Uh, and the, the the entire tree is dying or just uh, part, some of the branches are dying back uh, from I, the tips? Yeah, I've noticed more, about a third of the tree right now, yeah, the leaves are just you know, dead brown. They're just, they're ready to fall off. They're, they're completely brown. Uh, and I just see more, more and more branches. All, all the leaves are dying. Um, I've tried watering. I, I do water as often as, well, not that often, but um, tried adding a little more water. And then there's another one just maybe 10 feet away. It's perfectly fine. And uh, planted at the same time? Yes. Yeah, that's... I always found pear trees here unpredictable. Of course, not they're not nearly as bad as apples or <laughs> or plums, but... Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you might you might try that... Uh, what's that... Uh, that tool Jerry's using, Milton? The, oh, uh, the Beck... Uh, no, the... Uh, Tree hugger, tree hugger sprinkler. Oh yeah, that worked good. Yeah, just, you know, it's, it's, well, something like that. They've got a, it's a, basically a drip line, and you just run it really low. But yeah. You run it for generously for yeah. you know, an hour or a couple hours, and it uh, kind of stops the decline if if it's water. It could be water. Okay. It's, it's been a tough couple of years for. Pear trees. Yeah, did it did it bloom profusely this uh, spring? It, 
I wouldn't say profusely, but it did bloom quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you look, look at, look, pick your dead branches dying, a dead branch, and follow it all the way to where it's alive again and oh, got li- okay. living leaves on it. And then right where that junction is between the dead and the living, uh, see, look at the bark closely and see if there's black on black on under the bark uh, where the good meets the bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, if that's the case, uh, it's probably uh, like fire blight. Yeah, good news. If it's a kefir, yeah, they, they could resist. Resist. Yeah, may de- it'll may decline further a little bit, but usually they don't die. Yeah. The, okay. Usually, when you get calls from people, say I've got a, a thirty or forty year old, or maybe even older than that, plant, and uh, it it produces extremely hard pears. Uh, I always tell people if you can throw it throw it through a wall, brick wall, it's probably a keeper. <laughs> or yeah. en- enlist enlist your dentist to be ready too. Yeah. To chew those pears. But also also do that a little bit of uh, generous watering at the at the base and under the drip line. Mm-hmm. Now if that's okay. if that's if that's the case and you see a resi- a comeback from the, from the branches. Do be careful not to cut the dead uh, branches off, whether because you you can spread that fire blight infection on pruning shears. Oh, okay. So uh, they say <laughs> they say uh, to to if you want to cut that stuff back, the dead stuff back. Uh, to the green stuff, cut it about uh, two, three to four inches back into good wood, mm-hmm. and then uh, okay. before before you go to another limb or or cut, uh, dip it in a weak solution of Clorox. Now, uh, now the problem with that is <clears throat> if you don't. Uh, uh, spray that uh, those cup pruners with oil immediately after you get through cutting, and it'll rust those Clorox or rust that uh, those pruners down for no for nothing oh. from nothing nothing. Rust them out. So use Clorox, and then after you're through doing the stuff, use uh, use the oil. Yeah, real okay. di- you can be really dilute on the Clorox. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Ten percent. Yeah. 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 Let, uh, let well, thank know. you. Let yeah. Us, good luck on that. Let us know if it if it comes back after you start watering it. I will. I um, we're, we live right off of Boverde, north of sixteen oh four. We're not too far from the office. Oh well. yeah. Oh yeah. Come come take well, a look you. at the uh, the tree hugger sprinklers and see if one will work for you. I'll do that. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. 
All right. Thank you. Thanks, ma'am. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call. Uh, do you want me to tell folks about the Treehugger Sprinkler since we kind of brought it up? Yeah. I've been, uh, you know, that lady from, uh, I think she was Canyon Lake. Yeah. Uh, gave me those uh, John, uh, John. Oh, the Fanny Flocks. Flocks. Yeah. And if I don't water those things every couple of days, they start wilting bad. Now, that's something where you could actually do what it was designed for, not. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, and I'll, I'll ask you in a second. But, yeah, so it's a it's a unique product in that it's plastic and it, it's, it's hinged. And the idea is it wraps around the bark of the tree. It hugs it. Uh, it's a tree hugger. And uh, then you turn on the water as powerful as you want, or uh, and then it goes out further or really low, and that's what Calvin was kind of suggesting for this, yeah. uh, where it just kind of hits that the uh, the root ball uh, of the um, yeah that's what I do the plant. So yeah, so how are you? I, using? I put the squirt. The squirt that comes out is about uh, four four to five inches. Okay, it's it's very low, and. Uh, then I put it around or close to the base of the tree that's sprouting. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I, Jeremy does it for me, my son. And he uh, <laughs> he, he just can't believe how little he turns frost around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, we run it really slow and have no runoff. That's yeah. That's what you said you were looking for. Is yeah, that you'd experienced that before. Um, you can, I, I don't even turn it up when Jeremy's trying to move it. Yeah, the devil in me wants to. Turn oh, it okay. Up. To kind of get Jeremy wet. Yeah, I see. That's nice of you. <laughs> um, you'll find more about them at thetreehuggersprinklers.com. There, there's three sizes: the seven-inch. There is the 11-inch and the 15-inch, uh, so you can decide on what you want to do with the caliper of your uh, a tree, and you'll find them uh, now here at Millburgers and at HEBs. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, and you want to wait, and we'll find out more about the pollinators right after this? That's pretty much it, but yeah. Well, well, wait, how could that be it? We had... What happened to the bees? <laughs> we, uh, the, you were on the bees, and you jumped from the bees to the birds. <laughs> bees and the birds. <laughs> yes, the bees and the birds, not the birds and the bees. <laughs> okay, we'll okay. take a break, and we'll figure it out. 210-308-8867. More coming up on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So I guess are birds pollinators too? Hummingbirds for sure are. Hummingbirds, that and makes sense. And a number of, number of varieties would. Anything that uh, touches the, gets the pollen on them and okay. goes to the next plant. But we don't, we think of the... Of course, butterflies and bees is more of pollinators. Yeah, than moths. Birds. Moths, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, we'll have to see if anybody else is noticing this. We'll, we'll do this tomorrow. Get lightning bug reports. 
I got lightning bugs at our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't mm-hmm. think that. Which is pretty cool. No, I wouldn't think so either. Normally they come after the rains. Yeah. But yeah, they're 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 there. That's clearly them. There's only a few. There's like, I was walking the dog yesterday and I saw three of them. <clears throat> um, but up, uh, oh, we got a report back at the station. Uh, Al's seeing lightning bugs too. So, uh, you got any lightning bugs here, Trace? Do you ever see any with a creek and everything? You're not here. Are you I'm, here I'm, after dark? I'm not here after dark except for Christmas. Okay. But there's plenty at my house. Are there? Are you seeing them in your house too? Yeah. Okay. Along with bats. Oh, you. So. Weren't you the one that had the bat put the bat house up? No, uh, but I have to. Apparently, I'd have to make one because uh, <laughs> there was a bat that has decided to make my uh, my table outside's umbrella its home. Oh. <laughs> so it's closed. So it crawls up in the little gap and then crawls down. So three nights in a row, my wife is oh no go outside. She's under it, and there he is, <laughs> or she. Well, how is how do you is 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 he or she eventually going to go away, or do you need to call Spider Man or what? Is in it? three in three days, I think it's now its new home. Uh oh. So that's why she told me to build a bat house. Oh okay. She doesn't want it in some umbrella. I said, well, you're going to teach him to go in it. Oh. <laughs> He's apparently happy with the umbrella. Like a mama bat. But uh, I have a feeling it's going to get a name, which means it's going to be like a, a pet that which goes away for the winter and comes back. You'll never open that umbrella again after uh, after the season. Have you been out to the, uh, speaking of bats, are they out now in the, like the railroad tunnel and stuff? Or I'm, too hot? I would imagine. Well, they come out every night. And but I think they stay through October. And then they, they yeah, leave. Yeah, they do. Well, they leave for the winter. Yeah, so they're here. So they would be here now. I would so assume they're here. Spring through. Okay. So we need bat reports, too. From uh, That's a fun place if you've never been out there. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's uh, really very uh, nice to watch nature work. I think, I'm sure I've told this story on the air before. Um, Malcolm, it was just sort of, Malcolm Beck used to bring a lot yeah. of We went out to the, 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 the railroad thing, and there was a guide, and the guy said, okay, what you're waiting for to see is you're waiting for the hawks. Because yes. <laughs> there's going to be because the hawks know when the scouts come. And as soon as the hawks, as soon as the scouts come, then the hawks eat the scouts and go away, hung, go away fed, and then the rest of the gang comes out. I thought, oh, so, so that's they, exactly what happened. So do they pick the, like, weaker? Like, I have no idea. Sick we need to, we'll to have to out. get somebody <laughs> to find out who becomes a scout. That is not a job you want. No. I think of the, the, I don't remember how many scouts there were, but probably maybe ten. Well, you'd have to add to it every day. Yeah. you got to come out every night. Maybe it's like a lottery. Oh, I got uh. chosen as a scout. <laughs> fly like the wind. Fly, fly. But, yeah, they, they flew out. You know, and then the, the hawks just went, Wah, pow, and just popped him. The little bat started going toward the ground. Hawk just scooped him up. I'll bet with your influence. Yes. You could probably get a bat personality to get on the radio with you. Uh, we'll get a bat personality. Uh, I'll call this guy I know, Bruce. Bruce, I can't remember his name. He seems to know all about bats. Yes. I'll see if I can get him on. Okay. Bruce Dooley? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I, no. Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yes, you know him? Yes, I do. Okay, we'll call Wait Bruce. That's Batman, isn't it? Well, that's yes, that's, t- that's, that that's the, the joke. joke. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's not a joke when are, you have to explain it. Bill. No, it's not. And bats are pollinators. We've discussed that, right? Okay. 
Uh, we're discussing pollinators and stuff. Okay. But uh, I bet you. Well, I bet you though you could get somebody bats. from outside yeah, road we'll, on. Why well, you know bats that they eat insects? Right. Flying. Oh. They wouldn't be pollinators necessarily. Everybody always talks about bracken. Yeah. There you go. But that's so. It's almost commercialized now. Oh, so, is it really? Well, it feels like it. So is, old is, tunnel is a little more personal. Is Bracken? Yeah, and there's actually a place you can sit and watch. There's a place you can go eat um, if you're interested. It's just on the top of the hill by the railroad tunnel. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we saw it when there wasn't even a place to sit. You just stood there and waited for the bats. And somebody from Audubon was there. You went out there with me and, and back That was at Bracken, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of neat, too. Yeah, with Jerry crawled down in the cave. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't. No, I would not. I didn't want to go down the cave. My camp. brother went down there. Was he with us? Yeah. Well, at one time. Oh, and you smelled the guano, and it had no scent. <laughs> I've got pictures. Mm-hmm. I, I told my wife, put a little can down in the bottom of the umbrella. That way you could collect the fertilizer. Yeah, and sell it. <laughs> homemade back guano. Trace's homemade back guano. Um, now, it seems like we had a bat personality on once before. Yeah. They made a comment about, like, stray bats like that are generally boys. Oh, I don't remember. All right, we'll get a bat person. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, <clears throat> Mitch Lake Audubon Center. If you, yeah. He'll know who, if you, you want to list somebody. Yeah, well, ba- well <laughs> fish and wildlife people, too. Yeah, Beck used to work with uh, somebody out there, that conservator. At a Mitchell Lake? Oh, oh at the... Uh, it's like the Bracken. BCI, Brack, uh, Bat Conservancy yeah. Institute or something. He always calls somebody's name out there. <coughs> That's okay. Well, Steve Brown, you know, our friend at the, the Did he have a bat house? He was really interested in bats, but and then he, <coughs> he got uh, had a bat house built. And oh, very cool. With film, with cameras and everything, but they never never, never saw a bat. Oh, probably we, the cameras. Get, They're get shy. all excited when there would be a... A wasp or something, <laughs> but uh, never, never delivered on the never the bats. Didn't get the bats. So we'll have to see if that purple martin cam is up yet. I'm gonna go look for that now. Y'all talk amongst yourself. What what else we got going on here, Trace? Anything exciting coming in, or you won't know till tomorrow? Well, I'll know a lot more tomorrow. Okay, uh, but we do have an exciting ad coming mm. for this next holiday. And uh, it's, it's uh, Memorial Day, so yeah. it's only two weekend not this weekend, but next. And uh, that is going to be the tax-free weekend on a lot of stuff, including oh, plants. Oh, okay. Do we have any uh, any more information on what is taxed and what is not? So basically plants are not. That's 90% of what we sell. Oh, good. Um, okay. Water-holding things like mulch would be fine, but sprinklers are not. So I'm oh, going, okay. I'm going to guess no tools, no fertilizer. That uh, sounds but it's pretty like it. it's pretty vague when you read the oh. instructions. Okay. But they'll know. Just come come get by, it. By but then we'll get it all straightened out. But, uh, but for the most part, plants. For most well for our, all parts, plants, all plants. Oh, good. Okay. So indoor plants, outdoor plants, perennials, trees, shrubs. So you know you could actually make uh, I don't want to say make a killing, but you could buy a. a the uh, saws plants. Oh gosh, yeah! If you buy them and make it stretch that, that hundred dollars a little further, yeah, by not having to pay tax. Go to the uh, saws. Uh, what's what is the name of their their website? 
do a, a quick study and find oh, out. How. Gardening style San Antonio dot com. No gardening. No, it's a, you don't remember what it is, Milton. Gardening. Uh, Let's go to saws. Type in saws I rebate, that and, was it. and then it pops up all the different rebates they offer. Because this is not the only rebate they do. Oh gar- well, I mean it's gardening style San Antonio yeah. is the yeah the resource guide for stuff. But you're you're right. They'll, if you just go towards saws and plants, you'll get to the right spot. All right. So yeah, you could do uh, do yourself a favor and save some money. We got the blood drive coming up. Uh, besides the top tomato contest, that June fourth date's going to be busy. Well, gosh, now the article we uh, we attempted to put in all the the wonderful prizes. Uh, we were we managed to get get them to publish the categories, but uh, so we got first, second, and third prize in in the largest tomato, in the large, medium-sized tomatoes, and in the cherry tomatoes. Three separate groups, and then plus there's a a, uh, a, con- a contest for a non-tomato. Well, I don't even know if I think. They probably count tomatoes, but uh, the emphasis there, there is... Can't, there can't be a tomato in that. There yeah, can't? just everything okay. but tomatoes. Okay, so that, that gives you a, a fourth category. And uh, $75 top prize, $50, $25 first, second, third. And the biggest honor of all... Yes, the top tomato. is best of show. Or 100 bucks, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah or top tomato. Pretty, pretty generous. Yeah. It's a gift certificate. It's not cash. But but, it's a gift certificate. Yeah. But uh, just participating, you get a ten dollars gift certificate, so it's right well worth. It's not fun. So start getting your tomatoes in shape. So theoretically, one person could win three prizes. right? Yeah, absolutely. I think we may have even had someone win two. I think if they entered into the non-tomato contest, they could actually have four. Yeah, they can't. They can't enter more than one um, entry into each category, but you can enter several categories. categories. And you know what else, Milton? What? There's no age limit. No. Or maximum limit. Really? So you mean somebody as old as Jerry could participate? Jerry could participate, and uh, you know, a five or six-year-old right. grandkid could participate. Very cool. And a lot of the information is at MillburgerNursery.com. Uh, also that day, we have uh, David Rodriguez. Is he going to be here speaking? Yes, he is. He's going to be, and he is the judge. Oh, good. Okay. It's all arranged. And it, I suggest uh, that everybody wears a nice shirt because you're going to get, a, if you win, you're going to get a picture taken to go in uh, Facebook and on our website. Good. And probably yeah. plan answers. Also, we would uh, uh, encourage everybody to uh, stick around and participate, and in, uh, we'll interview you on the radio show. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be neat. While Jerry's scarfing up the tomatoes for anybody that doesn't get here they, at 2 they, o'clock. They can tell their secrets. Yeah, no, but people love talking but about it. there wouldn't be secrets. No, they would, they, people love talking about what they did, which is fun to learn kind of what they did or well, which variety. It'll, it'll be fun to see if, uh, you know, we had a pause, and so some of our uh, uh, rodeo tomatoes didn't didn't get in contests as, like they used to be, but we, it'll be interesting to see if the or what kind of which of the varieties are back into yeah. that kind of use and in the competition you know Cherokee purple is it still still the one that wins most of those uh, largest tomato contests 
Uh, a lot of questions to answer. Uh, the blood drive is that day from 10 to 3. Uh, David speaking on color plants, crepe myrtles, and more. And uh, let's see. Yeah, and then, of course, the top tomato contest. And all this information is at millburgernursery.com. Again, that's millburgernursery.com. you got lots of choices. millburgernursery.com, plantanswers.com, and uh, there's a lot of information in the Express News uh, article. Uh, today too if you get to express news so so start whipping those tomatoes into shape all right and they're started i know they're uh, mine are starting to ripen and uh, yeah so i suspect most a lot of gardeners yeah but what do we got two weeks left Is yeah it wouldn't be it wouldn't be next weekend it would be the weekend after that yep all right so trace what are your uh your spies tell you about rain this week I felt ten drops yesterday. I counted them. Yeah, y'all were <laughs> y'all were where the when you looked at the radar, you were at the very south end of that little line of rain that came through. It was just enough to make it more humid. To make it what? More humid. Oh, okay. So, but uh, this week it looks like there's some rain. It's it's going to happen one of these next three days, four days. Yeah, I think think you're right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry doesn't believe in rain. Uh. <laughs> Actually, Jerry gets angry with the the forecasted amount between a tenth of an inch and yeah. a quarter of an inch. That's when he loses it. Isn't that when he takes his showers? Is that right? <laughs> will you be taking a shower in the? Uh, it, well, my petite body, that would probably be enough. Does that be enough just to moisten you up no, and tell you off? Yeah. For me to Might s- scare the rain away. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, anyway, do well, we? Uh, oh. I, I, my uh, uh, computer. Yeah, your your phone. They, they, they're saying that expect four tenths of an inch over the next 24 hours. Four um, tenths of an inch, Jerry. So there. I mean, that's a lot. That's almost half. I don't want to even hear about it if it's less than an inch. It was actually 4.99 tenths of an inch, which is almost a half, according almost, to Jerry. Almost a half. Almost a half. But it's on sale this week. What, the for rain? 3.88 inches of rain. Oh. I was being silly. I'm making, picking on Trace. All right. Let's see. Yes, uh, sir? No, you... no, I'm smiling. Okay, good. All right. Let's, uh, we got about 30 seconds left. You got something you want to hold it till tomorrow or no? Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have purple heart? Yes. Well, I've seen some go by. Good. All right. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We will say goodbye for today. We're back here at Millburgers tomorrow. We'll find out if it rained. And, um, We'll take your calls. Maybe we don't click. And this is three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.